The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. The mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers, to achieve their potential, and meet their financial goals. Now, here are your hosts, Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Welcome, everyone. We're delighted to have you here uh, joining us today with uh, Marshall Goldsmith, executive coach to CEOs and author of Mojo, How to Get It, How to Keep It, and How to Get It Back if You've Lost It, or if You Lose It, rather. And um, the pursuit of happiness and purpose is really foundational to the American uh, dream. And actually, uh, achieving it is not as easy as it may seem in the land of the free. Organizational development experts and coaches, as well as leaders, have studied self-actualization, and numerous models have been adapted for leadership and career development programs. Still, the search for solutions to engagement and retention continues in most organizations. And surveys suggest that as high as 80% of employees uh, would change jobs if given the opportunity. Our guest today offers a compelling look at the underlying factors of achieving happiness and purpose, regardless of how you may define success. If you're wondering how you can attain greater happiness and purpose, you won't want to miss today's discussion. Before we begin, I want to remind everyone um, that we have created seven free videos for you, our listeners, that will help you get a better job, better pay, and a better life. To access these free videos, simply go to www.betterjobbetterlife.com. Now to introduce Marshall Goldsmith is a world authority in helping successful leaders get even better by achieving positive, lasting change in behavior for themselves, their people, and their teams. The American Management Association named Dr. Goldsmith as one of 50 great thinkers and leaders who have influenced the field of management over the past 80 years. Marshall is a prolific writer with 25 books and hundreds of articles, interviews, columns, and videos. We are honored to have him on the Total Career Success. Welcome, Marshall. Happy to be here. Well, you've... um, the last time that you interviewed with us, Marshall, about a year ago, we talked about what got you here won't, got you, won't get you there, and in which you share how leaders and high performers can get to the next level by improving their relationships. Uh, if, our, if any of you listening in missed that show, you can access it in our archives, and it has great insight into behavioral change and, and a step-by-step strategy to achieve it. Now, in Mojo, you address a different kind of change process. What is Mojo? Mojo, I define as that positive spirit toward what you are doing now that starts on the inside and radiates to the outside. 
that's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. How is Mojo a departure from what got you here won't get you there, and, and how is it similar? Well, this book is really, it's complementary. It's, it's very, very different. What got you here won't get you there talked about interpersonal relationships, how to become a more effective leader and how to prove relationships. Mojo is much more intrapersonal. Uh, no one can, it focuses on your own uh, definition of happiness and meaning, and nobody can define happiness for you but you, and nobody can define meaning for you but you. I've had three sessions at my home where I have people my age, I'm 61 or maybe a little older, and we talk about what are we going to do with the rest of our lives. And these are typically CEOs of multi-billion dollar companies. And we come up with you know five things that matter. The first one is health, of course, which is critically important. If you don't have that, the rest of it doesn't mean much. Then you've got wealth. But wealth doesn't matter as much as you think. Over sixty-five dollars to $80,000 a year, wealth is not really a factor in happiness. It, happiness doesn't go up with more money after that, nor does it go down. It's pretty much incidental. Then the third thing is, I did talk about in the last book, relationships. Having good relationships with people you respect and love. And then only other two factors we find that matter in life are happiness and meaning. And Mojo is focused on the achievement of happiness and meaning in our lives. Marshall, as you know, um, last time we talked a lot about uh, Job Search the Total System, which we have uh, written and had three editions of, basically around uh, better job, better company, better pay, and a better life. Um, in our introduction, Cheryl mentioned that 80% of people would change their jobs if they could. What what has your experience been since the last time you were on the show relative to our listeners who have changed jobs or perhaps wanted to change jobs? Have you gotten any feedback? Well, employee satisfaction since our last talk, our employee engagement is at an all-time low. It's been tough out there. In the last two or three years, times have gotten much tougher. And so I think uh, there's a couple of ways to look at employee engagement. Uh, the book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There, looks at one way, which is what can leaders do to engage the employees more. Mojo looks at it from a different way. What can the employees do to engage themselves? And I think very important in Mojo is uh, the focus on what can you do, not just what can the company do to increase your engagement. Uh, one simple guideline I give to all the people I work with today, before you think, before you speak, or before you act, take a breath, think, and ask yourself one question. This is what I'm about to say or do in the best interest of myself and the people that I love. If the answer is no, this might not be a great year to say it or do it. And it's amazing, two people who are CEOs of multi-billion dollar companies have told me they would not be the CEOs of the multi-billion dollar companies if I hadn't taught them that. Marshall, what would you recommend to our listeners uh, who are considering changing jobs, those who are listeners in light of today's uh, work environment? It is tougher. They do want to change. What additional uh, recommendations would you have for them? Well, if they do want to change jobs, my recommendation is very simple. Get real offers. Uh, Don't go on information interviews. Don't, um, Don't act better than the people you're talking to retailer your bio for each specific uh, uh, client, retailer your offer for each specific client, go in and realize they're the customer, it's their market, not yours. They don't need to buy, you need to sell. Sell not to your own needs, but sell to their needs. Get real offers. Now, you can always reject an offer once you get it, but you can't reject offers you don't have. And I think offers are good. You don't have to say yes, but even if you get an offer and say no, they make you feel better. So go out there, work hard, 
get real offers and be prepared to face rejection because it is definitely not an easy job market. Well, we uh, we teach uh, very similar things in uh, job search a total system, and one of the things we emphasize in the first couple of chapters is reflecting on where you've been, you know, where you are, where you want to go. An essential part of that assessment process is to define what makes them happy and gives them purpose. Mm-hmm. We often refer to that as their passion. Why did you write Mojo, and and how do you? you know, fit that into the, the assessment. Well, in model. Mojo, I do talk about the importance of finding happiness and meaning in life. And my daughter Kelly and I did a survey. And I think it's going to reinforce what you've been talking about. We asked people to describe elements of their life uh, if they look at happiness or short-term satisfaction, meaning or long-term benefit. We break their life activities in various components. One is called surviving. Low amounts of short-term happiness or low amounts of long-term benefit. Uh, The next one is called sacrificing. It's meaningful, but it doesn't make me happy. The next one is called stimulating. It's fun, but it's not meaningful. Uh, The next one is sustaining. It's moderate amounts of happiness and meaning. And then finally, what we consider true success, that's engaged in activities that that are simultaneously producing happiness and meaning. And I'm often asked the question, what is the number one characteristic of a successful person? Well, to me, assuming a person has health, has good interpersonal relationships, and has enough money to make a middle-class living, my definition of a truly successful person is a person who's engaged in most of their life is spent doing things that make them happy and are meaningful for them, and no one can define happiness or meaning for you but you. To me, a billionaire who's miserable is not a successful person. And my daughter and I, in our research, it's interesting what we learned is a couple of fascinating points. One, people who scored high high in terms of the hours they spent happiness and meaning at work were the same people that scored high in spending lots of hours finding happiness and meaning at home. So there's an incredibly high correlation between our experience of happiness and meaning at work and at home. We found the numbers of hours you work in a week is completely irrelevant in terms of experience, happiness, or meaning at work or at home. And we found out that different people define different activities as producing happiness and meaning. For example, gardening. For some people, gardening is surviving, low amounts of happiness and meaning. Some it's sacrificing, some it's stimulating, some it's sustaining, and some it's succeeding. There's nothing inherently good or bad about gardening. What's important is what does it mean to you? And the only person who can define happiness and meaning for you in any activity is you. Marshall, the one thing that we talk a lot about is not only everything you've just said, but uh, giving back to society, helping our country, helping veterans. Um, We're very, very high, as I know you are, on people giving back and uh, doing all they can to make this a better world when we leave than it was when we came in. What, What are your specific thoughts on that? Well, you know, I'm often asked to uh, name the greatest leaders I've ever met. And the three that came to my mind are, number one is Francis Hesselbein, former CEO of the Girl Scouts of the United States, who Peter Drucker said was the greatest leader he's ever met. Uh, Another one is Alan Mulally, who is the CEO of the Ford Motor Company right now. I was his coach when he was at Boeing. And the third is General Eric Shinseki, who's now the Secretary of Veterans Affairs, who was formerly head of the United States Army. If I had to say one common characteristic of these three great leaders, you've just identified it. They're all focused on serving a larger good. 
they're all f- focused on doing something beyond themselves. And the total amount of whining and complaining about how tough life is for the three of these people is very close to zero. I mean, General Shinseki has been shot twice, and I would bet you they probably didn't complain after he had his leg nearly blown off. Well, you know, these people are people who are there to make a difference and people to serve in a positive way. Francis' motto is, you know, to serve is to live. Well, they're there to serve a larger cause, not just to think about themselves. And the people that do that tend to be people that have more overall satisfaction with life and tend to be more effective. So uh, tell us in the last couple minutes we have here um, in the first segment, Marshall, uh, why you decided to write Mojo. Well, I decided to write Mojo for a very simple reason, to help people during today's challenging times achieve greater amounts of happiness and meaning in their own life and to be, at least as I would define successful, to be more successful. And who do you think can benefit most from that? Are you talking to uh, Oh, I think high or? school students could benefit from this. Mm-hmm. High school students, college students, people in mid-career, people facing retirement. Uh, the nice thing about this book, it's very accessible. And I think it's a material that should be very interesting to people at all different levels as we go through our journey in life. I agree with you. I really enjoyed it, uh, Marshall. And, and you've hit at the core of people, and, and it is an internal uh, discovery that we have to make. It's not something you can go out and find. Although you can talk with people and, and kind of bounce off ideas and allow them to mirror what, what they're hearing and so forth to help you ultimately come to that realization. But it's very much of a personal journey, and I think uh, embarking on it is one of the most important things you can do to enhance your engagement, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. and also the ultimately um, your passion as you get up every morning to do whatever it is that ultimately makes you happy. I agree. So when we get back, Marshall, we're going to talk more about these critical elements to help everyone improve their life as well as their career. Stay tuned. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. And get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. 
Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Isa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Isa, where America learns to invest. Wielding power, shaping environments and outcomes, and making things happen are all essential characteristics of great leaders. Yet these qualities alone are not enough to ensure your success. In a complex world, how do you decide what's most important to you? In your career, your relationships, your finances, your family, in the world around you, in the whole of your life at large. Dr. Joseph Riggio, the host of Leadership Intuition, says that personal leadership, the desire to take charge of your life, is the key to creating futures that work and building a life worth living. Join Joseph as he reveals the power of uncovering and living your own personal mythology, the key to personal transformation, exquisite performance, and social influence. Learn to look inside and discover your personal mythology and unique leadership style. Go beyond conventional advice and discover your unique success blueprint on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership Intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here with Marshall Goldsmith and uh, executive coach to CEOs all over the world. And he's written a new book, Mojo, How to Get It, How to Keep It, and How to Get It Back if You Lose It. And Marshall, you've uh, had the privilege to work with a lot of uh, people in major uh, corporations and uh, not-for-profits as well. What is the biggest challenge that you personally have faced in finding and maintaining and also utilizing your own mojo? Well, I think the the importance is keeping an ongoing sense of reminder about what's important in life and not getting bogged down in day-to-day details. I've had two experiences in my life that really really hit me over the head with this. One is I broke my neck when I was surfing when I was 28. And after I broke my neck, I didn't know I'd ever be able to walk again. I was so happy after I could walk. I thought, oh, I'm so grateful. I thought if I could ever be able to walk, I'll never complain about anything. And then the other time is I went to Africa with the famine relief campaign. And this was in 1984. I watched a lot of people starve to death. And then I came home and I said, you know, don't complain because the airplane's late. There are people in life who has real, have real issues, concerns, and problems I can't even comprehend. And I should be so happy and grateful for all that I have. Well, these are what I call temporary moments of sanity, which uh, often, unfortunately, don't last as long as we would like. Uh, what I try to do is just keep reminding myself of these important things and reminding myself what matters. Because... Uh, well, my three favorite lines in the book, our default reaction in life is not to experience happiness. Our default reaction in life is not to experience meaning. Our default reaction in life is to experience inertia. 
We all tend to do what we've been doing, go where we've been going, and be what we've been being. For example, if you have a bad mood, at, you're in a bad mood at work, you take it home. Bad mood at home, take it to work. Well, it's very hard to break the power of inertia. And one of the things I focus on in the book is how to break this power of inertia so that we're kind of constantly go through life reminding ourselves of what matters. Well, so the other thing that happens is um, a lot of people talk about uh, you know TV being junk and doesn't make any difference and there's nothing on worth watching. Uh, for our veterans and uh, for many people who are very interested in this, uh, HBO has an incredible series called Pacific. On Sunday evening, and it's about Marine Corps and Guadalcanal. And there is no better way to go through temporary monuments of sanity than to watch the sacrifice that our veterans have made in conflicts around the world. And there are so many great shows on the military channel plugging them to, uh, and that's exactly what you're talking about. It just always brings us back to realism in terms of what's really important in life. Yes, and also stops people complaining about trivia. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, there's certainly a lot of trivia out there, but there are a lot of things that uh, tend to get in our way. And uh, we mentioned in the first segment that, you know, this concept is really appropriate for anybody at any stage in life or their career. And for the young people coming up, the new college grads uh, who are facing a very, very tough uh, job market, what encouragement do you have for them as they're just starting out on their career? Well, the first thing I think is to just reinforce reality, which unfortunately has not been happening in the school systems, uh, to let them know that it is tough out there. For example, my daughter, uh, globalization is very tough. Most Americans don't understand the true meaning of globalization. My daughter, I'm very proud of her, Dr. Kelly Goldsmith, got her Ph.D. at Yale. And when she entered this program, the Yale School of Management, there were 22 students in her program. She was the only one born in the United States. Well, these kids are not there to get drunk and go to parties. They're very, very serious students. Mm-hmm. Global competition is very tough. I travel all around the world. I go to India. I go to China. I see what it's like. The people today, young people today, are going to be competing with kids from all around the world who speak fluent English, who work incredibly hard, and they're hungry. And typically, if you have a contest between hungry and not hungry, hungry wins. Well, I wrote an article, and one of the chapters in the book is called That Job is Gone. And in in the article, I talk about a couple of perspectives. First, I talk about my parents' generation. And I talk about my Uncle Bud, or not, excuse me, Grandpa Bob, I call him in the, bu- in the book, Grandpa Bob. And Grandpa Bob was not hardworking, he was very lazy. Grandpa Bob had a job in a union. He called in sick whenever he could, worked in minimum number of hours. He produced very mediocre quality products and services. And Grandpa Bob had a lifetime job. He worked 30 years. He worked 30 years through lifetime health care and pension benefits. And uh, then retired at age 52 and, and got another 30 years of these pension and health care benefits. There was nothing particularly great about him. He, just had a, he was brought up at a time when if you're a white male who was born in the United States who could simultaneously walk and chew gum, you could make the middle class. Well, in the book I talk about those jobs are gone. Those jobs are gone. And then at the professional level, I'm in, in 1980 I go into Armok, New York. IBM was my biggest client. I could shoot a cannonball down the hall at 5 o'clock and hit nobody. These people worked 35, 40 hours a week. They took uh, five weeks of real vacation. Those same people today work 80, 80 hours a week and take no weeks of real vacation. It's hard out there, and those jobs aren't coming back. I think you see what young people don't quite understand is 
for successful professionals, they're going to be putting in a huge number of hours if they want to be a success, and they're going to work real hard. If you love what you do, it's not bad. Yeah, exactly. I work lots of hours. I love Marshall. what I do. Well, I don't have to work. I just enjoy working. Marshall, we're exactly the same way. We are workaholics. We've always been, and we're also stress seekers, as you are. We seek stress because it's really enlightening. And yeah. Your, your, your equivalent of hungry wins is what we call working harder, smarter, longer, being a one percenter, the one percent who achieve everything because they've earned it, they deserve it, and they don't apologize for it. Exactly. These, these are exactly the kinds of... Uh, challenges today that we are constantly saying to young people, you've got to get out there and make it happen. And unfortunately, politically, it seems to be exactly the opposite. Sit back, collect all your benefits, and don't do much for it. How do you deal with that? Well, I mean, you get what you pay for. And the question is, do you want to be a success? If you want to be a success, you're going to have to pay for it today, today more than ever. And the the coasting option just isn't there like it used to be. It really used to be easier to coast your way through life than it is now. It's not so easy anymore. And I think what you're going to see is that young people are going to have to make just a huge amount of sacrifice to get ahead. And again, if you love what you do, it's not really a sacrifice. I say I put in long hours, and I love what I do. Frances Hesselbein, she works all the time. Uh, I was Peter Drucker worked constantly till he was 95 years old. Nobody made Peter Drucker work. He could have retired. He wasn't working to make money. He was working because he loved what he did. Uh, I feel very blessed to be around people, Warren Bennis, Peter Drucker, people who are in their 80s and 90s who are great role models. They work all the time. They're very dedicated. They're enthusiastic. They're positive. They're upbeat. They never whine. Exactly. Well, this is something that we've learned uh, time and time again with a number of guests. We had Dr. Pepicello on our show uh, recently, and he uh, reminding us that no longer is the traditional student, the young 18 to 22 age, the majority of college and university students. Right. um, It's all different uh, generations. I talked to a woman the other day who happens to be 60. She doesn't have her degree yet. And I asked her about, you know, the possibility, because she was kind of shelled. She's kind of stuck yes. at a plateau. And uh, I uh, asked her about that. She said, oh, I don't think so. You know, so that inertia has set in, and she's right. just kind of made peace with the reality of this sh- shelving. But that job may go away, and then she's going to find herself not really wanting to quit work or perhaps not able to quit work. Right. I think learning, and not necessarily getting a degree, but always seeking that additional level of knowledge and learning to be able, if the market shifts on you, that you'll be prepared for it. I completely agree. Marshall, one of the things that we love about University of Phoenix is that these are people that are not only working uh, uh, long hours during the day uh, at jobs, but they're improving themselves at night. They're going to school, they're getting degrees, they're getting undergraduates and MBAs and PhDs, and yeah. these are the one percenters that we constantly talk about in our book, and we're looking for anything we can to help our listeners and the young people around the world realize that, gee, this isn't going to be a cakewalk, guys. You have got to get out there and make it happen. How can we get that message out to millions and millions of these young people who aren't really aware of it. Well, I'm doing my best. I mean, I've sold a million books, so, yeah. That's a help. (laughs) Hopefully that helped a little bit anyway. 
Yeah. Marsha, what role does uh, positive self-esteem play in finding one's mojo? Well, I talk about four elements that are critical to the formation of mojo. Our identity, our achievement, our reputation, our level of acceptance. The first one is identity. And that is, how do you define yourself as a human being? And I mentioned the uh, rock and roll star Bono. I had the opportunity to have uh, dinner with him one night. I didn't even know who he was. His music was recorded past 1975. But I had dinner with him, and (coughs) we had a lovely time. And he's a guy that's totally changed his identity. He went from regular guy to musician, uh, to music lover, to musician, to rock star. Now he's a humanitarian, as you mentioned, serving a larger goal. He's working very, very hard to serve a larger goal. And I talked about how he changed his identity. I think it's very important for all of us not to be set in our identity. Like that woman you talked about, well, that's just who I am. As long as we say that's just who I am, guess what? That's just who we're going to be. And in the book, I talk about where do we get our identity? It comes from uh, memories, our remembered identity. It comes from feedback, our reflected identity. A lot of our identity is programmed from other people. We were told we were a certain way, and we tended to grow up that way. And then finally, those what I call our created identity. That's the identity we can create for ourselves, and we all can create a new identity for ourselves. And I think it's very important not to get locked into unnecessarily limiting definitions of who we are. And I see so many people do that. By the way, even at the executive level, people will say things like, well, I'm no good at giving recognition. I'll look at them and say, well, why are you no good? Do you have a genetic defect that is prohibiting you from giving people recognition? Or I'm not a good listener. Well, why aren't you a good listener? Do you have something stuck in your ears? Well, you know, there's no reason you can't be good at listening or you cannot be good at giving recognition. These are just basically pre-programmed limitations we set on ourselves. And if you really challenge people to back away and look at themselves, they start realizing, wait a minute, why am I putting myself in this box? I don't have to do that. Marshall, another gentleman you mentioned earlier, uh, Alan Malaria Ford, is a perfect example of what you're talking about. Uh, Here's a gentleman who refused to take uh, big money or a loan and said, no, we're going to make it on our own. And Look at Ford today as opposed to the other companies. They're, in many cases, head and shoulders over these, and it's in large part due to his incredible leadership, and that's exactly what you're talking about. He's a great well, leader. We're going totally to agree. Uh, we're gonna have to take a little break here, but when we get back, we'll talk about the elements of Mojo, so stay tuned. The experts call toll free right now 1 866 472 5787 and ask our all star team to answer your question. That's 1 866 472 5787. Thank you for calling voiceamerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. 
Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. We're with Marshall Goldsmith, and we're talking about some key elements of Mojo. And in the first or second segment, excuse me, we talked about identity and the fact that you don't have to remain stuck on a shelf if that's where you feel you are. Uh, you don't have to let inertia take over, but you can redefine yourself as you go through career and through your life. Uh, Marshall, what are some of the other building blocks of Mojo? Well, the second building block is achievement. And in the book, I talk about achievement in a different way. I don't just talk about achievement in terms of what are you bringing to the activity. I talk about achievement in terms of what is the activity bringing to you. And I start with something called professional mojo. Professional mojo is what I bring to this activity. And professional mojo would be our motivation. For example, do you want to do a good job? Are you motivated? Or, or on the negative side, are you just going through the motion? Knowledge, do you know what to do and, and how to do it? Uh, ability, do you have the skills required to do the task? Uh, confidence, are you sure of yourself when performing this activity? And finally, authenticity, is it really you or are you just faking it? Well, motivation, knowledge, ability, confidence, and authenticity, those are all associated with what I bring to any activity. And if you score high on all of those, you're probably going to do a pretty good job at whatever it is. I also look at mojo from a different perspective, though, or achievement from a different perspective. That's called personal mojo. What does this activity bring to me? Does this activity make me happy? Do I find it to be rewarding? Do I feel it's meaningful? Is it meaningful for me? Am I learning and growing when I'm engaged in this activity? And overall, do I feel grateful for being able to do this activity? 
So we have something. Oh, by the way, I've got it, the uh, listeners go to www.mojothebook.com. There are a lot of free computer applications they can get. One of them is called the Mojo Scorecard. And it has these 10 different factors of personal and professional mojo. So you can look at any activity and measure your achievement in terms of what am I bringing to this activity and what is this activity bringing to me. So the second variable we talk about in, in mojo is achievement. The third, vari- the third variable is reputation. And our reputation is how does the rest of the world think we're doing? How do they value our achievements? And in my coaching, that's basically what I get paid for. I help people achieve positive long-term change in behavior, not as judged by themselves, but as the people around them. And as we talked about in the previous show, basically what I'm doing is helping leaders change their reputation in a positive way. And it is, I talk about in the book, harder to change our reputation than it is to change our behavior. For example, if you're viewed as a bad listener, people are going to tend to look for bad listener in whatever you say or do. And we've got a fun little test in the, in the book called the... Uh, brain pill test. And it's an interesting test about reputation. There is no right or wrong answer. The question is simple. You're given an opportunity to take a pill. If you take this pill, you're instantly become 10% smarter for the rest of your life. But the world is going to see you as 20% dumber. The question is, do you take the pill? (laughs) Well, it's an interesting question. And I've heard some people say, yes, I would take the pill. I don't care what the world thinks. I'm engaged in an activity that's more singular. I'm, I'm really focused on what I know myself, and it doesn't matter. I personally would not take the pill. My job is to help other people achieve positive long-term change in behavior, and if the world sees me as 20% dumber, no matter how smart I may be, I'm not going to be effective. So in my case, I wouldn't take the pill. Some people would. Not right or wrong, but it's an interesting question because <coughs> what it does, it helps you focus on what does reputation mean to me. And then finally, uh, acceptance. And acceptance is a very important part of the book. Being able to change what you can change and let go of what you can't change. And here's a very important point that I learned from Peter Drucker, a very simple point I talk about in the book that very few people actually get at a deep level. That is, every decision in the world is made by the person who has the power to make the decision. Make peace with that. Not the best person or the prettiest person or the smartest person or the person who agrees with you. Every decision in the world is made by the person who has the power to make the decision. Once we make peace with that fact, life becomes a lot easier. And as Peter Drucker said, we become more effective because we quit fixating over trying to change what we can't change we start focusing on changing what we can change. That's one of the most important points we make to our clients, uh, Marshall, who have lost their job or been laid off, as the case might be, or even for that young college grad who hasn't found uh, mm-hmm. the right niche yet, is that um, you, you only have three phases in your life, the past, the present, and future. If you're fo- fo- focusing on the past and those things that you cannot change, you cannot be focusing uh, effectively on the present and the future. So that acceptance is just one very critical element. And there's another one that we talk a lot about, and that's the positive thinking. Mm-hmm. Share with us what nojo is. Well, nojo is the opposite of mojo. If mojo is that positive spirit toward what you're doing that starts from the inside and radiates to the outside, mojo is its opposite, that negative spirit toward what you're doing. And I fly on airplanes constantly. Have you seen the movie Up in the Air? 
up in the air. Haven't seen George Clooney. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Yes, George. I'm frequently confused with George as I travel through life. But anyway, in the movie Up in the Air, it's about a character who flies all the time, and he has ten mil, and he's trying to get ten million frequent flyer miles on American Airlines. I actually have ten million frequent flyer miles on American Airlines. Oh boy! And so I know what it's like to fly. But typically, if you get up there, oftentimes there are two flight attendants. One is positive and motivated and upbeat and enthusiastic and finds the work meaningful. One is negative and cynical and bitter and doesn't want to be there and finds the work meaningless. Well, they have the same uniform. They're on the same plane at the same time, working for the same company with the same benefits, and they have the same bosses. What's the difference? Well, the difference is not what's going on on the outside. The difference is what's going on on the inside. Mm-hmm. There's no program that's making one of them better or worse than the other. It's what's going on inside them. And the point I make about Mojo and Nojo is that Nojo is those people that are just showing up, who you know barely want to get the job done, who don't want to be there, cynical, sort of sleepwalking through life like zombies, as opposed to people who are enthusiastic, upbeat, and positive. And you see, we see it everywhere. You see it in restaurants. You see it on the airplane. You see it in any kind of service business. And I think real important for people to start taking responsibility rather than waiting for the company to motivate me. How can you motivate yourself? Yes. But at the same time, Marshall, companies uh, do want to continually provide an environment for excellence, an environment to be outstanding, an environment to be at your very best and I think too many companies fail to do that, but could do much of the same thing to reward, not necessarily financially, but just pats on the back, a way, a great job, way to come in and do everything you possibly can. It just Are you seeing that with your companies, that uh, more and more of that is taking place? Hopefully. I mean, I see that with successful companies. You don't see it with all companies. I think very important for companies to recognize that a lot of our drive in life, there's a new book out now called Drive that talks about this. A lot of our drive and motivation doesn't come just from money. It comes from psychic satisfaction of doing a good job. It comes from interpersonal recognition. So I think those are very, very important factors. One thing I focus on this book, though, is not how to manage others. That was what I talked about in the previous book. Right. In this book, I talk about what can you do where you are. And I totally agree, companies should be doing what you're saying, but they're not all doing it. All right, let's say the company isn't doing it. Well, if it doesn't come from the outside, guess what? It can still come from the inside. Oh, absolutely. And I think in those situations, you've got to look in the mirror and say, how can I take responsibility? How can I be the best I can be? How can I do my best to serve a larger good? And you mentioned Alan Mulally. I just interviewed Alan for an article I'm writing. He talked about being a paper boy. I'm sure he had the same dedication as a paper boy he does as the CEO of Ford. That's just who he is, right? And he's always positive and upbeat. I was with him after 9-11. I mean, he was at a Boeing commercial aircraft at the time. Could have been devastating. You know what he said? Great leaders get paid for leading in tough times, not Absolutely. just in leading in good times. So Marshall, when, time, when times are tough, that's when you got to suck it up. Yeah. What are some of the things that will kill Mojo in, in a career or job? Well, one of the most common ones that I see is overcommitment. 
And this happens, it's, it's interesting because it's almost a function of it starts because your mojo is so positive and you believe you can do everything that then we tend to just do too much and then one day we just burn out. You just can't do it all. We just get overcommitted. So overcommitment, too much promising, that's a definite mojo killer. And it's one of the most common mojo killers of very successful people. Successful people, all we all do this. We all uh, underestimate the degree of difficulty in whatever we're doing. You mentioned you're writing a new book. Is that correct? Uh, we're, we're working on a, a, a new book. project. Yeah, yeah working on a book project. Let me give you a guess. It's going to take longer than you think. It probably already has. It has. Believe me, it has. It's going to take longer. It's going to be harder. Uh, there are more complications involved. We all underestimate the degree of difficulty involved in doing much of anything, so overcommitment tends to be a big one. Another one is getting fixated on sunk costs. What that means is, you know, well, I've invested so much in being who I am, I just am unwilling to change anymore. And if you look at the history of the world, there was a great book called The March of Folly about bad decisions. A lot of bad decisions are made when people, governments, whatever, just go down the wrong road and can't get out of it. They just get lost in the past, and they, and they get lost in sunk costs. Some careers are not going to come back. Well, maybe you have invested a lot in that career, but that investment is over. It's not going to come back. Make peace. What can you do different? And quit waiting for a job to appear. It's not going to show up on the horizon. Another one is what I call looking for logic in all the wrong places. It goes back to that theory that especially engineers and scientists have this one that everything is going to be logical or rational or whatever. And the reality is decisions aren't made by computers, they're made by humans. Decisions are almost inherently always irrational, illogical, and human. I wrote another book in between the... In between uh, Marshall, we're going to take a little break here, and we'll pick up on that point when we return. Uh, we've got more insight to go into, so be sure to stay tuned. We'll be right back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Listen for the right turn with J.J. O'Malley. It's an insider's look at America's fastest-growing motorsport series, the Grand Am Rolex Sports Car Series, presented by Crown Royal Cask Number 16. You'll hear about what happened last weekend and get a preview of what's coming up next. 
from the Rolex 24 at Daytona through Watkins Glen International, Mid-Ohio, Laguna Seca, right up to the championship at Homestead Miami Speedway. The Right Turn with J.J. O'Malley, broadcast live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Power Up Motorsports Channel. Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life the internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com you are listening to total career success with ken and cheryl dawson do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Kenneth Cheryl here with Marshall Goldsmith, and we're talking about Mojo and how you can increase yours. And, uh, Ken, I know you wanted to make a point. I do. Thank you very much, Cheryl. Marshall, one of the things that keeps coming to mind that I know you believe so strongly in is when a person gets involved in everything we're talking about. Do it with all your heart and soul. Do it with everything you have. Don't do it half-hearted. Do it with the maximum intensity. Do it now. Make it happen. Work harder, smarter, longer. Doing this is a, a joy. It's a labor of love. It's not hard work. We talk to people who are working harder, smarter, and say, oh, who wants to do that for somebody else? It's, it's for you. It's for your family. What greater legacy can you pass on to your kids and teaching them to achieve better job, better pay, better life. It, there's so many wonderful, great things in store for people who do this. Your thoughts on that? I completely agree with you because you need to differentiate yourself from the competition. And I think a point that people miss on this is what I call the compound interest factor. Let's say you're doing only um, 2% better than the average person, right? Right. 2% a year. Year after year after year, that 2% is compounded. Absolutely. And then pretty soon you're doing twice as well as the average Absolutely. Person. And so what happens is I think people don't think about this compound effect. And if you look at uh, people who work harder, they tend to do better. One reason they tend to do better is just year in and year out, year in and year out, they have a small advantage which grows and grows and grows. Marshall, this is, you mentioned another book. This is another book I have coming out, and it basically puts a uh, quantitative number on the kinds of results you can get by achieving better job, better pay, better life. And then secondly, doubling, tripling, quadrupling your compensation uh, package over your lifetime. Imagine the financial results that brings a person and their family. Not that money is everything, but when you do it for your family and your country and making the world a better place, what could be better than that? No, nothing is better than that. So I think very, very important to keep that in mind, and especially at various points in our career. You mentioned on the last segment, uh, Marshall, a number of ways that uh, mojo can be killed, hmm. uh, but you have some tremendous information in the book that helps people to increase their mojo. 
and recognizing that, you know, you mentioned how globalization has increased competition and mm-hmm. Uh, there's also the leveling of the organization and in many ways reduces the number of uh, opportunities for promotion mm-hmm. and then, of course, decreased job security. So what are some of the strategies that our listeners can use uh, to be able to enhance their mojo? I'm going, to get, I'm going to begin with probably the simplest one I talk about in the book. I've asked tens of thousands of people around the world this question. What percent of all interpersonal communication time is spent on A? Someone talking about how smart, special, or wonderful they are, or people listening to that. Plus B, people talking about how stupid, bad, or inept someone else is, or people listening to that. And the answer, the average answer from the whole world is about 65%. Well, that's a huge number. And one thing I teach people is very simple. Reduce that number. Just reduce that number. I mean, that is, you know, a huge amount of energy that is wasted, a huge amount of time that is wasted that is completely unneeded. So just, you know, by reducing that number, you can pick up productivity. And how many of you have listened, have you ever listened to call-in shows where people are angry and bitter and yelling at football coaches? Well, you know, why? Or... You know, we just waste so much time. Ashton Kusher, whatever, whoever he is, the actor that has a, a million people following him around on Twitter, who are listening to meaningless things like, well, where is he going to go to lunch? Who cares where he's going to lunch, right? Really? <laughs> what does it matter? So uh, one of the things I talk about is reduce that number. Another one I talk about, I, I like at the end, is called give your friends a lifetime pass. You know, I have a simple test that I I use when I think about people I know. I call it the Ronald Reagan test. It's a simple test. Is my life better off or worse off because I've met this human being? Mm -hmm. Well, the answer is my life is better off because I met this human being. Maybe they made a mistake or two. Who cares? Take a deep breath and let it go. As opposed to expecting everyone every day to wake up with this need to prove that they're wonderful and they're never going to forget anything and, you know, they're never going to forget your birthday or they're never going to forget a meeting or something. Just ask yourself, is my life better off or worse off? If your life is better off, then just let it go. I've got one example I, I talk about with Francis Hesselbein. It's called Live the Mission in Small Moments. And think about the little, quote, small moments in life that aren't so small. To me, this is one of the greatest examples of leadership ever that I've ever seen. And I'm doing volunteer work for the Girl Scouts. And she's the CEO of the Girl Scouts. And, and she said, well, Marshall, you know, when can you work with us? And I said, I'm sorry, the only day I can work is Saturday. She said, well, if you're a volunteer, you can work on Saturday. We can work on Saturday. And I said, Francis, it's embarrassing to me, but I'm in a different city every day. I can't get my laundry done. Uh, can you at the Girl Scout Center have someone do the laundry? She said, not a problem. We have laundry facilities. All you have wow. to do is put your laundry in a pile on the floor and have somebody pick it up and get it cleaned. Well, I you know, pull all my dirty clothes, I throw them in some pile on the floor, right, just like she suggests, in the middle of the room. I'm having breakfast with the head of the Girl Scouts in New York and L.A. and Chicago, all these big cities, right, very distinguished women. I look up. Who's walking around? Who's walking to the laundry room carrying all my dirty laundry? Francis Hasselbein. Absolutely. The CEO. Amazing. What a message. Ah, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. That's a message about service, a message about how you treat volunteers. It's also a message about ego. 
And by the way, there was no woman, no woman in that room that missed the message. Mm-hmm. Nobody missed that message. And, and, and by the way, what's more important, giving a little preachy sermon about how to be a great leader or carrying the laundry? And you know, Marshall, taking that to a father-mother concept, imagine the leadership and wonderful uh, example. Mothers and fathers can serve to their children. Instead of letting them sit at home watching American Dope or Idol or whatever it is and playing these dopey games, why not something that involves a family, like Better Job, Better Pay, Better Life, and helping them with your books and excellent books, teach them examples of succeeding in life, how you do it, and how wonderfully rewarding it is for everybody around the world. That's a great uh, great note on which to end. I can't believe our hour is gone, but it is. Marshall, thank you so much for being with us. And I do encourage all of our listeners to visit your website. Remember, too, to go to www.betterjobbetterlife.com for your seven free videos. And we'll see you next week for another great show. Thank you very much. Marshall, thank you so much, sir. Thanks again for joining us this week on Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Remember to join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, here on the Voice America Variety Channel.